Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Cine Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap an exciting week at Augusta. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 60. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey. We're Let's back. In, we're back. Let's get into it. We had a great week in golf. Um, we're going to do some game talk, some PGA talk and recapping the Masters. We got some Tiger talk, obviously big news in the last couple of weeks here. And then we'll touch on some golf gambling and wrap up with our up and down. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Um, we'll get in some game talk first. Before we dive into the Masters, um, which I can't wait to get into, uh, we got to play some golf over the weekend in Scottsdale, which I had never been to Scottsdale before. Likewise. Um, Hell of a place. It lives up to all the hype. Yes. I recommend if anybody that's listening to this has never been to Scottsdale, you got to go. It's, it's uh, I mean, just littered with golf courses. All over the place. When you fly in, you can see them all over the place. Um, it's a big part of the community, too. I mean, the Airbnb we stayed at was even saying like, hey, if you hit any golf balls in the pool, just make sure you get them out. Um, AstroTurf is a big, big thing out there yeah, to get some yeah. balls off of. So uh, really, really fun. Um, nice and flat. Going in April is great too. I mean, the weather was perfect the entire time. Got a little warm, but it's dry heat. I think got up to 90 degrees and, you know, we were out in the sun all day and, and it wasn't, it wasn't no thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't, uh, you can see how the summertime out there is relentless, but, uh, spring, early spring, winter. Yeah. A place to be for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend it. The, what's the, the old, the old town area there went to the district. We went to bottled blonde. Those places are incredible. All sorts of spots. All sorts um, of spots. all the little strip is, yeah, it's a great, it's a scene for sure. Uh, we got to play a couple courses there. We played McCormick Ranch, mm-hmm. um, but we also played, uh, or at least a few of us played Mount, uh, Mountain Shadows, the the short course at Mountain Shadows. And we might save the course review for McCormick Ranch for another day. I just wanted to touch base on Mount, uh, the short course at Mountain Shadows. This course was a vibe from the second that we got there. It's a part, little par sixty. Um, fun for the whole family with three sets of three sets of tees. Mm-hmm. Um, the longest hole there, let's see, was 193 yards. Okay. Um, second longest was 180, and there's a lot of like you know around right around 100 yard shots in there. Yeah. The holes are all unique. Um, there's some blind elevated ones. There's some ones where you're up, you're a little higher hitting into a lower green. They had a fucking island green out there nice. that was really fun. Um. And so what made, at least what, for what stood out to me is this, the second you get there, uh, Mountain Shadows is a resort first. Okay. So it's like this whole resort yeah. where like people are hanging out by pools and there's a little community mm-hmm. that lives out there. Um, and when you walk in through the little pro shop that you pay at and go to play, there's this huge patio with people, you know, drinking, vibing, watching TV. Yep. The Masters is on. They got the, the little yeah, Masters having a good time around on a resort. There's music playing and stuff like that. Uh, there's a huge fat putting green for people just to mess around on. And then the first tee is like right there. It was incredible. Um, you know, the, the tee boxes were great. The course is in great shape. Lots of undulations and stuff like that. But I mean, it, it, it's, you know, really short. I just think I've never really seen a, a golf course like that. Yeah. 
It, it sounds was, entirely unique. Yeah, it was great. So you have a few beers. You're not hitting anything crazy. It's all fun. There was one notable thing, too, that I thought was really cool was in between holes 17 and 18, they had this uh, essentially this really long putting green that is called the Forest Wager. And what this is is an in-between hole in case there's a tie or in case, you know, somebody yeah. is out of it and before they get to the last hole, they want to put you put some bets down. You could play near, first, or low, which is nearest to the hole wins mm -hmm. it. You can play first in, wins it, and then the lowest score, score. wins it. Um, I mean, I personally just thought that, that it was incredible. The, that is pretty cool. It was, it was fucking awesome. And they ha the, the hole is not a normal cup size. It's like three times the size of a normal cup. Oh, okay. And so like they had a little tee box for you to put your first putt, and you have to putt over like – it, essentially, there's a mound in the middle, and they put uh, they have to go up, over, or around, mm -hmm. and they put the hole well back behind that. So you have to pick a side or try to go directly over the top of it because if you if you pick on the wrong side, your way what you can go off the green and stuff like that, yep. like like Mikey did. Um, awesome, so unique. Never seen anything like that. We were throwing you know throwing some bets out there. It was really fun. Um, and then finished up as the sun was going down and, you know, people are just hanging All the people that are staying, uh, staying there. They're all watching the people come in. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just standing it's around got a the little green. Ritz feel to it, huh? Yeah. It was. Yeah. But, but like a lot more like normal people vibe. and yeah. not as fucking uppity as yes. the Ritz Carlton would have. Yes. Yes. So I got to shout out, um, the short course at Mountain Shadows. That was just a really, really fun experience. Yeah, dude. I heard you were out there striping irons, uh, the whole day pretty much as well. Um, yeah, I had a, on the, on the, the first nine, um, I shot a 33, which isn't that great, but on the back nine, I shot even par. Nice. I had two birdies. And I stuck a bunch of them really fucking close. a boy. It was, uh, but a lot of them were just like, you know, 85 to 100 yard shots. I mean, all the ones that I well, birdied I were. Mean, dude, I still putting the ball where you want to place it. Yeah. Um, and where you're, where you're aiming to. So I, that's at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah. So it was really fun. I don't get to hit the sand wedge too often because I either go lob wedge for my chip shots or, you know, I'm just it, never really in that distance. Mm -hmm. But I hit a bunch of really close ones with that club. It was really fun. Nice. Um, yeah, conditions were great. The greens were immaculate. Um, you know, if you did miss off off to the side or whatever, there was nice areas, you know, collection areas for you to hit out of. Um, again, really hard to lose a ball when you're not hitting it that far. So yeah, a really really good time overall. Um, other than that, nothing much. Nothing much else on that. A little bit more game talk. We signed up for our tournament again. We signed up for our tournament. Um, um, at Wenty Vineyards for another two-man scramble. I'm looking at it as it's redemption time. I Yes. I mean, that, and it's it's set towards the end of summer. That leaves me plenty of time to uh, get my game straightened out. Uh, I'm not looking too much into how I played over the, the, the week or on Friday. No. I was That was the least focused I've ever been. In a round, um, and I was more so there just getting our uh, groom tuned up, um, <laughs> and I was not with a very focused group. However, the issue that was present is I can sit out there, I can sit on the range all day. I just have an issue with trusting my swing on course right now. Um, oh, yeah. I think it comes from practicing, but even on Friday morning, I was sitting on the range 
dropping balls all over the place. Great, great shots. And then mm-hmm. the moment I got out the course, I fucking put my first tee shot into the next hole. Um, I hit some terrible wedges. Or, like, I mean, I, I was literally just dropping wedges where I wanted to at the range. So something's on with me. I'm going to try meditating before the next time we play um, yeah. and trying to get myself to just get back into a trusting mindset. Um, but it's it's definitely frustrating. Um, again, I don't look at, at my round Friday as uh, really – I'm not looking t- – lack of focus aside, uh, this, the trusting my, my – what I've got going, the grip change mm-hmm. on course seems to be a little bit of an issue. Um, and it's I'm tough. sure many people that have dabbled with changing their grip uh, have dealt with this as well. So – you're not the only one that it's difficult to bring uh, the your game from the range to the course. I actually just finished the big miss by Hank Haney, which just documents his entire time with Tiger Woods. Tiger did that shit for years, his entire time with Hank Haney. He'd have a great range session, and then when he got on the course, the second that he stopped, started questioning the changes that he had made, he'd go right back into his old your old habit. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like I do. I feel like I I hit one. I yeah. I feel like I'm back in my old grip, and then you get like caught between two things yes. right and that's like the worst place to be that's how you start hitting balls sideways yes mix in a little alcohol you're gonna hit some sideways <laughs> balls uh, <laughs> i mean we're there for a bachelor party so what do you expect i didn't play particularly well at mccormick ranch either um i just couldn't fucking putt dude i was hitting those greens were hard yeah i'll tell you what else was that sand it was threw me for a ride well I, they were inconsistent I played so poorly out of the sand and I was getting, I was very frustrated because I kept missing wedges and putting them into greenside mm. bunkers. And yeah, they were. Some of them, the first couple I hit into were hard, like, yeah. which, like, I kind of expected it's a desert, et cetera, right? right? So, like, and then so I started playing some like they were hard and I was like, okay, I'm just going to pick these things. And then they were soft. Yes. And I was in, so I had, I went bunker to bunker multiple times. I went, couldn't get out of a bunker multiple mm-hmm. times. Um, like, so I, I was beyond frustrated, uh, with, with that. But, uh, yeah, the, I'm excited to, uh, get back and hit a little tournament action. Um, and I will, uh, make sure that, that, that leaves me plenty of time. I'll make sure my mental game is on point by the time the tournaments come around. I think I'm going to focus on this time being, uh, uh, a really good driver of the ball when we go to, when we go play our next, uh, tournament together, just because that's so important. If you have both guys, who can at least get the ball in the fairway yeah, out there. It, I mean, between the two of us, and you're taking well, t-shirt, then you don't got to worry about taking t shots, mm-hmm. right? A little more relaxed. Um, and yes, I'm in a much better place with my driver than our last tournament. So, um, yeah, I don't think my my uh, I I think my my game right now my issues are all between my ears. Um, yeah, I mean, and then I sign up for another one, uh, a best ball tournament with Mikey. Nice for Poppy Hills. Uh, that one's the end of June, I cool. believe. So I'm really really stoked about that too, just to go out there and see what the course is like on. Uh, you know, on a, on a tournament day, I assume it's always difficult just because they don't really do anything to it to make it harder, especially for these NCGA yeah, events. They're not, they're, they're, they're not worried yeah. about it. Um, played particularly well last time I played there. So, um, it'll be great just to see kind of where we, where we end up. Hell yeah. All right. Should we get into the big tournament? Then actual tournament? A little thing that was going on over the weekend. Dude. Yes. Masters. Uh, excellent, excellent week. Obviously, Tiger. We've entered the spring of Scotty. Yes, we definitely have, man. I mean, what a meteoric rise this guy's had. 
you know, we we both picked him to have a, a, a good season as a breakout player, but I don't think saying that he was going to win four times on tour with the fourth being the Masters. Masters all the in a two-month span as well. Um, insane. Yeah, no, insane um, is, is right. But, dude, uh, what a performance. Um, I mean, it was pretty dominant. I, I thought I, I I think he, he won the tournament on Friday to me Friday and Saturday uh, Friday to go out there and post five under and the rough conditions that were going on and they were um, talking about how that was the day that, that he, was he the only one who shot under par or no Cam Smith Cam Smith was, uh, no two people were under par on Saturday I miss said that I think yeah uh, him and Cam Cam Smith were the lone people. Uh, yep. Friday and Saturday though, but Friday to go five under, um, and then Saturday to to he really could have put it in the bag. He kind of fumbled it a little bit down the stretch Saturday, but still shoot one under par on a day like that um, was incredible. Yeah, he he definitely did. He had he had two birdies to go with three bogeys in that back nine. There, it was kind of a volatile back nine. Um, but yeah, dude, it was it was just something to watch. Like his game is just so it's so different because he has that kind of quirky little foot slide that he does when he drives the ball. Um, he didn't seem like he was particularly uh, you know a greensman hitting green after green after green. The thing that I thought that was that made him really stand out at least on Sunday was when he was missing the greens, was getting up and yeah, down. Yeah, he was scrambling his ass off on Sunday because he wasn't particularly striking the ball uh, too too hot. Yep. Um, off the tee, leaving himself, you know, where you, you, you can't you, you can't hit the green, right, and go right. aggressive. So he had to uh, keep the short game going. But, my God, it was working. Yeah. Um, and the way Sunday started, I just thought that that, that was, uh, I was like, oh, no. He's got a three-stroke lead. All the pressure is on him. Uh, he's got, he's playing with a killer in Cam Smith. And I just, you know, I, I was, I I was hoping for a a Scheffler win, which we'll get into, but, uh, just seeing Cam Smith go birdie, birdie is like, oh shit, here we go. One stroke lead. No, that, that third hole was the, the key because it, it, you know, he walks up basically being a stroke ahead of where they started the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and and or being right where they started the day, and he could have been down multiple strokes after that. Uh, so it and that was an interesting hole too because they both went way left, right? So they both went into the shit, and everyone was fucking up on three. Yeah, all day on Sunday they were. What just lay up? What are you trying to hit a driver out there for? I don't know. Uh, I, we'd have to ask uh, ask uh, one of the pros out there for that because I totally agree with you. It was, I mean, they were both so far left, and then Scheffler gets just crazy relief too because. And I was questioning this all all weekend long. Yeah. The relief that these guys are getting is insane. The more I've we've gotten into golf in the last couple of years, right, and doing the pod and going to tournaments, it is insane. The, some of the reliefs these guys get, you can basically just say like, "Oh, that scoreboard's in my way," and that you're going to take your line over that, and you can get relief off that. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah, dude. There is there's some some. Like Tiger hit a ball on the first round on in round one. Mm-hmm. He he fucking heel hooked that drive on eighteen so hard into the woods. I don't know how he got to just drop it right on the side of the fairway. First of all, that how- seems like us playing and you just being like, oh yeah, just put it right here. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly, I completely fucking agree. And so they said it was standing water or whatever. There's a million cameras out there. We can't get a a shot of. 
where it was, and then the, no, they, there was no explanation of the drop other than like, oh, he found some standing water, so they're gonna give him a, a drop. I'm like, okay, so a little bit closer to you know the the end of the tree line. No, in a fucking clear yeah, shot, and 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 like whole three, Chef and Cam Smith both had. Uh, they both had a rule favoring in their in their favor, where it's like, you, you, I thought they were both screwed. Yes, they uh, both they were they both were in the shit, and they don't show, they never once showed where the ball originally was, and then the discussion with the rules official to see, oh, they okay, they can get relief, and then they just get this great ruling where they can have a clear shot at not necessarily a clear shot, but. A, a million times better shot than they were going to have. Exactly. Right? You can get out with a par, or if you hole out your chip, you can get out with a birdie. Yes. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> and then they both hit that, and so they, and they both hit their second shots. Scheffler misses short left in that little hollow they have right there. They, both, it, they were in the same spot. And so Cam hits the green, it rolls off, and they're both in the exact same spot. And we're both thinking, okay, you know, this can go either way right here. You think? I mean, at least I was thinking at the time, like Cam's going to, you know, get up and down. I don't know about about Scotty, and then Scotty hits that beautiful shot into the berm, bounces once, yep. checks up on the second one, and goes right into the heart. And we're on the fucking plane watching this. Yeah, and that was just that was the biggest fist pump I've given watching a, a tournament. Oh since yeah, Tiger one. Yeah, that was um, that was it. I knew Smith was gonna fuck up his next shot because um, just the emotion and seeing it, um, and then he went high and ran it by big time and ended up bogeying that. So you get a three shot swing. And then there, there goes there goes all your hard work. There goes the two that's what there goes the two the two shots that he made up and then you know Momentum. drops another one. Yeah. So but to Cam Smith's credit, he fought back, uh he got himself the bird and then he crumbled on twelve. Um yeah. the bird on eleven crumbled it a little bit on twelve. But uh I've got a hunch that we'll see him contending for the remainder of the majors here this season uh, as well. Yeah, he's playing extremely well. It, it really does seem that uh, his driver is really the only weakness in his game, uh, at least at this point. He makes a ton of putts. He, he makes a ton of putts on tough courses to make putts on. Yeah. I think eventually we'll see him wear a green jacket without a doubt. He plays Augusta extremely well. Um, and he, like you said, he kept battling. I thought it was interesting that, you know, for the last, not three, let's call it the last three uh, Masters that have happened in April as they should, they've all been decided essentially on par threes in the back nine. We had Tiger on 12 when he won in 2019. We had uh, Shoffley on hole 16 um, last year. Yep. And then we had hole 12 Again this, this year. year, yep. And what was crazy about a little 150-yard shot, 150-yard shot. There's just something about 12. They they talk about the wind and how it's you know it's like the ghost of all the champions past out there. Just you know, there's always something crazy that seems to happen out there at 12 on Sunday. Um, and the, what what stood out to me about that, obviously, Cam he chunked that shot and hit it into the water. That wasn't a pure shot. You watched it. You can watch it. You could hear it. You yeah, see yeah, yeah. No, what that, it was. that was just a total total miss hit. What just blew my mind about it was, was that it came after an amazing fucking birdie on eleven, the hardest hardest hole, hole on the, on, all on the day. Course. Um, you think that he's like, all right, here we go, let's go, and and he follows it up with that. That's just that was the dagger. Yep, impossible to make it up. Um, shout out to Rory for firing off an eight under on Sunday as well. 
he got, incredible. He got that eight under, and he was in prime position on another par five, and he just kind of messed up a little bit, had to, had to settle for a, a, a par. He could have easily went nine under. That was an incredible fucking round. Um, him and Morikawa's finish was yep. fantastic yeah. to watch. Two guys in the same bunker, both hole out. And what, the best part about that was uh, Faldo's pompous ass saying, oh, this is impossible. He seems like he turns up the pompousness for the Masters, does he not? <laughs> I think so. I, I feel like on a regular golf tournament, he says some stuff where I'm like, what is this? Like, what the fuck? What did he just say? But uh, like when I watch the Masters, I want to jump through the TV and wring his neck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just kind of seems so matter of fact about, about things, and he just keeps getting proven wrong over and over <laughs> again by these guys. Um, speaking of past champions... Should we just cover a little bit of Tiger, or should we go into our Nicholas and Norman? Let's cover Tiger. Let's cover Tiger. Awesome. So the that was the big story going into the tournament. Uh, I mean, we talked about this last week. What are our expectations? We both said if he makes the cut, that's it. That's 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 key. He should have got like a light green jacket for that, just because he fuck. That's that's a, an achievement that. I mean, only Tiger can do. You really think about it. It was incredible. It was uh, awesome to see him play the weekend. Everyone, you know, that it just brought extra energy, even if he was going off at 8 a.m. on Sunday. Yeah. Um, when have you ever seen that many people for one of the early morning rounds yeah. on 18 to finish up? So uh, incredible that he made the cut. I thought he looked... Uh, I thought he looked really good on Thursday. He obviously faded as the week went on, which, which we is to be expected physically. Uh, the you know walking the course. I mean, he looked old and beat down at the end. Yeah, he did. I think a lot of that has to do with some of the conditions too. Over mm-hmm. the weekend, Friday and Saturday were not um, ideal. You got Kisner coming out saying it was like hitting stones, and it hurt every shot hurt. And yeah. he's you know for all intents uh, in his prime as an athlete, and, and you know. So you can only imagine how tough it was for Bionic Man Tiger Woods out there yeah. uh, doing the same thing. Um, but, I mean, he was gassed. He looked gassed. Uh, I think overall, I think it's very positive. Positives. Um, I think for sure you're not going to see him at the U.S. Open. I think he just doesn't want to deal with those that, those conditions, that rough, et cetera. Yeah. But I think this was more of a point that, like, to him, if he can walk this course, he could probably walk any other course out there. Yeah. Not saying that he's going to – he already said he's not going to be playing a bunch of other stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, I think – I think he can. I think whereas I didn't prior to this, I think the PGAs and in, in I think I wouldn't be surprised to see him play at the PGA. Yeah, um, and Not for sure team. he's going to play at the British Open. I think he already told Sky Sports that he was going to be there. So yeah. he uh, technically uh, registered for the U.S. Open, but I mean, if if I'm in his camp, I'm just telling him, you know, let's let's sign up for that, but let's just play it slow because this whole this whole last two weeks that he was in Georgia, he's 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 walking a very very uh, thin line there between okay how much do I play to see where I'm at you can't play 18 holes every day going into this tournament because the, yeah, of the way you're gonna be gassed when you get into the tournament. exactly but you got to play enough to where you can see if you can do it 
And so you, you kind of saw that midway through Friday, I thought, that I was like, okay, this is 27 holes in 24 hours, less than 24 hours here. Started to take its toll. It's the um, recovery. Yeah, it's the recovery. He's got to get, he's get his, his, his physio in. He's got he's to get uh, the ice bath. He really likes, that's one thing in the book, too, that I was listening to. He really likes the like the athlete treatment. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. He likes to do all this stuff that like the like the big sports, the, the actual athletes that they go through they like he likes to you know go through the cryo the, the cryos the trainings the the stretchings the massages and stuff like that he likes to go through all that shit like they like like the other pro athletes do um one thing i think that he's going to surprise us at um at st andrews because he's not going to have to take the driver out there a whole lot you know, you can you can play. You don't have to walk up a hill. He doesn't have to walk up a hill. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, you you can you, we've seen Tom Watson go out there well into like his his older yeah. years and play well. I think that Tiger's game suits suits that well because he can just hit that stinger all day long and be, and the ball is going to run out. I mean, depending on what conditions they get, that's a hard and fast course out there. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to to seeing that. I agree with you. Don't play the U.S. Open. Play the PGA because it's later in the year. That's what I would do. Um, it's not. It's a month from now. Oh shit! That's moved right. It. They moved it. I Remember, Phil Mickelson won last year. That's right. That's right. Um, I do think. I think the person that perhaps benefited from Tiger the most being there was uh, our boy that won. I think Scotty Scheffler. If Tiger's not there, is the center of all the media attention going into this because he's won. Three out of five tournaments leading right. into this, he's clear cut favorite. Uh, there was no talk about him. In the main, in you know, amongst golf media, yeah, there right. is. But uh, you know, the main attraction for the last two weeks was Tiger Woods at the Masters. Is yep. he playing? Um, I think it's huge benefit for him. Yep, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at I'm just looking at that, and it, it was the, the perfect storm. Um, I thought it was awesome that the guy who won the tournament was wearing Tiger Woods like signature shoe too. So every time he's taking a, a, a cut, you're seeing see the, it. they see the TW logo on there. Dude, I really enjoyed his post. Uh, all the the interviews with them, the press conference was what I, I think yeah. I was listening to. But um, he's a humble dude, man. He's talking about you know he was crying before the round because he yeah. was nervous and didn't you know like I mean it's it's just if you haven't listened to that interview, do yourself a favor and listen to the interview. You'll find it very hard to not like the guy, but mm -hmm. just for life in general, whether you you're a golfer or not, there's plenty of things that, that he said in that interview that they can you know being scared for the moment, thinking you're not good enough for the moment. Imposter uh, syndrome. Everyone always goes through those type of things, so it's really cool. I don't. Uh, well, I'm trying. I, I enjoyed how candid he candid he was post press right. conference. I love Brooks Kepka. I love you know the machismo and but you know I, I can also appreciate someone that's just straight up and, and real too. Yeah, um, and I think he was very real more so than any other champion and you know any other athlete when they're at the highest point of their game would probably talk about like things like that. Yep, twenty five years old too. Yep, twenty five years old. He's got his whole career ahead of him. Um, man, what a year he's had already. Yep. Um. Should we check in on our Nicholas and Normans? Let's do it. Let's go with your your Nicholases, how they do. All right. Uh, I had Brooks missed the cut. Um, that was not – he was he was hanging in there on, on uh, Thursday. He was actually close to making a top 10. And then uh, he fell apart Friday. I had DJ. DJ 
He's looking to make a run early. He almost got you. He that. hung around. He almost got me the first round leader. And then Jocko fell apart on the weekend a little bit, like okay. many others did. Because um, he had a good first two or first day as yeah, well. Yeah, he was right up in in the first day. So, uh, so so mixed mixed bag. Um, we had let's see. I had Scheffler, winner, D- DJ. Top twelve or tied for twelfth, and then I had Morikawa. Nice fifth place. Who was never really a factor and just kind of snuck in on Sunday yeah. with a good round. Yeah, um, he, he was just hanging in there, not too far away. Um, you know, they showed him struggling at times too, but he had he had a really good round on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, dude, it was was a two horse race come by the weekend. Yeah, so um, there was a little window there for Rory, a little window there for Rory. Until, yeah, until Scotty reeled off a few birdies there at the end. Uh, let's see. Then for my Normans, I had Brooks, uh, miscut. I had Hovland who tied for 27th and I had Cantley who tied for 39. I think, uh, Cantley is kind of on the way down trending, trending downward. Um, I think Hovland, this is just a tough course for him. Yeah. I think he's still right. I think, I think he's still who he is. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So my Normans, um, Shoffley, who missed the cut, um, and I said last week, again, guys that kind of crumble and blow masters typically don't perform too well the following year and years to come. Uh, Daniel Berger, who finished tied 50-something and for all means was never really a part of this tournament. Um, And then Bryson, who also missed the cut. Um, And then I want to pick your brain a little bit on on, um, Daniel Berger and, like, you know, we – we talked about the the Ryder Cup and how when Rom beat or when Scotty Scheffler beat John Rom in the singles match on on uh, Sunday is kind of like the turning point for him. Mm-hmm. But what a crazy you know divide and two separate paths these guys have been on since the Ryder Cup because because mm-hmm. you had Berger who was the hottest golfer going into the Ryder Cup and really underperformed. Um, and he seemingly hasn't really done anything since then. And right. you got Scheffler who used that as a jump off point to fucking take over the world here in the spring. Right. You think that uh, the Ryder Cup was the pressure that created the diamond that is Scotty Scheffler as opposed to, you know, whatever happened to Berger. It could be a really good thing, I think, for, for certain players, but it could also be, you know, a traumatic experience where it's a, it's a confidence shaker. And once you lose your confidence out there, I mean, it's hard to win. Dude, I mean, he was leading a tournament by five strokes this year and, and lost a tournament, right? Right. Um, so, I, I mean, Daniel Berger's a very good golfer. We know he's going to be back. We know he's going to win plenty more tournaments in his career. But his putting routine stinks. But and- uh, it's just interesting, you know, what confidence can do for for you and it's crazy kind of you know the Ryder Cup for an event with no money and financial stakes um there there is a lot to be gained from getting into that experience in that type of environment yeah I completely agree with you I mean it's been no secret to you that I mean a lot of people feel the same way about Scheffler you know kind of that was the turning point for him where he kind of felt like he belonged you know he can go out there and compete on a huge stage on the world stage uh to take on the world number one in you know, a day where it really, you know, it really mattered. He kind of set the tone that day, right? Yeah. Even drunk DJ called that out when he was, you know, all wasted up there 100%. On, on the at the press conference. Um, you know, you know, you did something special when someone's pretty much blocked out and they can remember what you did, <laughs> <laughs> what you did that day. So I completely agree with you on that. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about too was, was Bryson. I read, I heard today that he's having now he's having surgery. 
He's going to, you know, he's going to go have surgery, but he's never been, he has never been the same since he called Augusta National a par of 68. <laughs> he's never been the same. He hasn't. There's other things that have happened along with that. Right. But, um, yeah. Uh, to me, it's not surprising. Uh, I think I've said this here last year too, is how long you can sustain it. And um, of course, dude, like all this speed training stuff, putting all that weight on all that you can only you know redline your body so much mm-hmm. before you know like he says your nervous system can handle only so much but also right that's half the equation you've mm-hmm. also got just your physical your soft tissue your stru- your body the structure of your body not the wiring behind it right um and you know when you swing that hard you're going to break down Don't, there's not you know show me a long drive guy that's playing well into his 40s right they're all young and jacked out of their mind but like you know the longevity uh i think there's a reason you know tony Finau can swing can get up over 200 mile per hour ball speed but he doesn't doesn't, he doesn't need to right um most of the guys i think on tour can hit a ball with two over 200 200 mile per hour ball speed but what are you gaining from that right and clearly we've his he won a U.S. Open. Hats off to him. Hats off, right? Bomb and gouge worked that week, right? But the majority of courses is not going to work. Yeah, um, if you're trying to be, and now your health's in jeopardy, right? I, I completely agree. I think the time, the window is closing for him to prove that this theory is going to work. I think that first of all, the window physically for you to be able to do something like this is not large. Uh, if you need, if you need. If you want to become one of the best ever do it to where your your name is talked about with, you know, some of the greats of all time, even like a Freddie Couples, right? It's not going to be from from over swinging and, and doing stuff like that. You have to be able to play into, he, into your late 30s he, and 40s. He, he was supposed to compete in the long drive competition this week. What, what are you idiot. like? What are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, so is yeah, there, it, is there more money in that than, than winning golf tournaments in the, on the PGA Tour? I don't think so. No. Um, of what of sweet Volvic sponsorship? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the all the players on tour who play fucking Volvics. Um, no, no, no disrespect to Volvic, but I mean, just players on tour don't play that ball. Hey, I love uh, I love some Volvics yeah. myself, but uh, y- if yeah, I know I'm about to go lose a bunch of balls on a golf course, I go pick my my ass up some Volvics. Uh, his team, uh, and I love Cuomo as far as like a golf coach and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he's great, but his team, um, uh, his body workers, whoever his strength coach, they got a. They got to figure something out. Um, but yeah, it's, it, to me, it's not working. I'm not surprised that it's not working. Um, wish him the best, but wrist surgery doesn't sound good. Uh, no. From wrist to uh, what he had a hip issue to, I'm sure he's got back issues. Yeah. Um, it's not looking too, too good right now. No, I completely agree. I think, uh, like I said, he's, He's got a little bit of time here to prove that's going to work. And I can't even, I don't even know how long, or I don't know if it was wrist surgery or hand surgery. Either way, those are two vital, important parts to the, to gripping the golf club. And I think that uh, the recovery can't be too short or something like that. Because you're going to be, I mean, I I don't know what this procedure is, but assuming, you you know, is surgery, he's going to be casted or braced for a while. Then you got to deal with, you know, three weeks to a month of your hand muscles atrophying, your forearm muscles atrophying, all that, right? Retraining your grip. Then if you want to swing at a fucking million miles per hour at 150 club head speed or whatever, you know, your hand's got to be hella strong. It's got to be able to, to handle multiple impacts. And so, 
it seems I, I don't know. I, 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 for me, I'm checking his season is done. Yeah. Yep. At least for a couple months anyway, and that's going to be a couple majors, right? Yeah. All right. Should we get into some uh, golf gambling here? Well, let's do it. I've been waiting for this. I know you have been for five months. I, I thought that I thought I made, I placed this bet in January, but I had no. I looked no, at the data. It was well, it was our last episode of the year. That's right. That we did where we pre- we did our predictions, and uh, to see something like that come true after first of all when Scheffler got his first win, I was like perfect. He's gonna he's gonna. He's, you know, oh, I mean the keep- value in your bet from that win, and then you had you stack three more on top right. of it. Um, we talked about it last week. I got it plus forty five hundred. Him and Zalatoris both, um, and that was in November. Going into the tournament, Shoffley or not Shoffley, Scheffler was plus eighteen hundred, and that actually had went up a little bit from plus sixteen hundred. A twenty three dollar bet, netted me over a grand. Yep, uh, biggest bet I've ever personally. Very won. nice. Very and then nice. Even Zalatoris, he finished uh, fourth, tied for fourth. So both both bets, both my guys had a chance. Uh, Zalatoris really kind of padded that that finish on Sunday. Yeah, he wasn't really that close on Saturday, and uh, but he did make the cut obviously on Friday. Yep. But um, biggest bet, biggest golf bet I've ever hit. Um, nice win. Previously was Harry Higgs at the PGA Championship with a top ten. Um, just been really killing it with these bets lately. After a really long cold streak, and you you even said it best, you know, sometimes you you lose for a little bit, but don't count yourself out. So. No, um, no, great bet, great bet. Uh, when he had won a couple tournaments, I I, I mean, I'd already liked the bet, um, so I'm glad it came through. Um, there wasn't any need for you to throw down a shitload of bets like I had for this tournament, but um, and boy, I I'd forgotten about some. I think I I got. Uh, I threw some bets down, I think on Sunday that I totally forgot about or on Saturday or the week prior. And then I also threw some on Wednesday night. So I had to go through, um, so I bet all of my Normans to miss the cut and they, that, so I had Shoffley, Shoffley was plus 400 to miss the cut. Bryson was plus 130. So they already knew his ass was going to fucking stink up the joint. Yep. And then Berger was plus 300 who I missed on, but hit two of those three. Um, I hit on Sunjay top 10 for the tournament at plus 475. And then I had him, I, for some reason, bet top 10 first round at on it. And I hit that at plus 400. Jocko, I also bet top 10 and top 10 first round. I didn't even know top 10 first round was a thing. I don't know where I found it, but I bet him on Wednesday night after having a couple beers. And um, so I missed the top 10 of the tournament. I hit the top 10 for the first round. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and then I bet Taylor Gooch top 10. That didn't work. I took Brooks top 10. That didn't work. Um, I almost had DJ first round leader. That didn't come through. And then I had three winner bets. That was Jocko, <clears throat> DJ, and Cam Smith. And then obviously those winners didn't didn't come through. Damn. So not, dude, not a bad weekend. For no, no, either, man. Dude, dude, money. Um, the miss. It was the missed cuts that I forgot. They didn't. They don't put them. I thought that they put the, a, a missed cut that they would put it in on Friday after the cut, but they did it on Sunday. So like on Sunday, I was looking at my account. I'm like, how, where you? did this come from? The chef, the Schaffler one, or the, the Shoffley. God damn it! Yeah, uh, those are two <laughs> tough names. Dude. 
the Xander one. Yes. Uh, I was like, Whoa, holy cow. Um, so yeah, I forgot about those. Uh, again, I, I couldn't even tell you where to find top 10 first round on, on bet online's website, but I found it last Thursday and I, <laughs> I hit a couple of those. Man. Shout out to Sanjay for coming through on the double for me. Um, but yeah, overall a fun, fun weekend. Uh, great tournament. I thought the course played awesome. I, yeah, I, I, that's how I like my Masters. There's gettable scores out there. Um, but we, we we thought Thursday was going to be a little bit easier. Yeah, um, we called that going into it. I mean, it wasn't really that big of a secret, but excellent bet on still on minus DJ. four Gave was a chance. Yeah, was the the the, the first round leader. So it, the course had teeth. Um, it's great to see the the full gallery back. Yeah, uh, the energy there with with the big cat on the the land obviously is is uh, is, is helpful. So uh, overall, it was, it was awesome, awesome, awesome week for golf. Awesome spring for Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, and uh, I really like the changes that they made. Uh, the the small changes that they made throughout the course. It looked like it played a little bit different on some of those holes. I can't remember exactly which ones. I think it was like eleven or I think it was like fifteen, thirteen. They made some changes. It was just really cool to see the guys talk about it afterwards, and you could see some of them falling into those old habits, and you can you can see those changes actually had repercussions mm-hmm. at the end. So, um, a little a little a little nuance this year that you can tell they're going to keep rolling with that for you know future future uh, tournaments. Um, Augusta was back; it was back in its full form. It's been a few years, like you were just saying. We had the atmosphere back. Uh, the course played great. It wasn't, uh, and it was. It played just like it normally does. Starts off Thursday, thinking that it, it might be a gettable, a gettable course for a little bit, and then it just really, um, you know, turns up over the weekend. So, amazing, uh, amazing tournament. Um, should we? I mean, anything else you got on that? Uh, I mean, RBC Heritage. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna bet. I got one bet. I'm throwing down. Uh, I'm throwing down Kiz to win the Heritage. South Carolina boy always plays well there. Rolls the rock. Let's go, Kiz. Bring it home. All right. I might. I might. Tell I don't that. even know what the odds are, but I'm going to go on there tonight and bet it. <laughs> All right. I might tell that with you. Um, should we wrap up with our up and down? Let's do it. All right. Uh, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, my up. Ooh. Uh, big ups to the big cat finishing the round. Yeah. Um, you hitting that Scheffler bet, that's a great bet. Uh, the weekend, this golf podcast, but we were out in Scottsdale with the boys. Uh, great great bachelor party. It was uh, hella fun. So uh, just the, the overall vibe. Those are, those are my ups. Good vibes here in the spring right now. Yep. <clears throat> uh, same thing. I got to say, uh, definitely the, the payoff from Scotty. Um, I'm another up is I'm really excited to play some tournaments again. I'm yes, to play put that on mine too. Yep, Mikey, I'm, I'm excited to play a tournament with you as well. Uh, at Poppy, obviously, us at, at, at Winty. Um, we're gonna get redemption, I know we are. Yeah, um, <clears throat> uh, Mountain Shadows up, short course fun. Uh, that was, I mean, I, I would love to go there and stay and stay there fuck around each night and play that course after playing around out in the sun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Incredible, incredible experience. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you on big cat. I mean, come on, just seeing him finish Sunday. He was obviously very sore. Um, not feeling too well. You can just see it. He was hobbling. You yeah. Can, um, and my last up is, uh, one month until abandoned dunes. Nice. Very nice. Four days of nothing but 36 holes. Um, 
we'll see if there's ever if there's ever gonna be a, a time where I'm golfed out, this is it. <clears throat> Could be. hasn't happened yet. Um, I'll start with our down or my down. Uh, I'm gonna go with Patrick Cantley and, and Brooks. Uh, Cantley, I think, is trending down from a guy who looked automatic for a very long time there. It just might be a little lull that he's in. I'm yeah. just saying. But obviously, he had a phenomenal I mean, year. Right, it's the nature of golf. We know Scotty right. Scheffler's not going to play this great of golf forever. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. you know, it was no hat Pat who was in this fucking flaming hot phase toward from the basically, you know, from the British Open on last year. Right. So it's it comes and goes. Um, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tail or I'm gonna be fading him for a little while. Um, but I'm sure he'll turn it back around, uh, and I'll be eating my words. Um, <clears throat> and then. My driver and putting, my drive, my driver is, is, I don't know, I don't know if the, getting the half inch was the move. I might mm. have to, I might have to just go get another one, another, another shaft at, at the, at the normal length and, and roll with that, which isn't that big of a deal. So, um, and I've never been a good putter. What do you got? Uh, my downs, um, my own mental game, which I've addressed now many times, but, uh, it's weird. The, uh, my ability, my, I think it comes from not trusting myself and I, I, I almost like don't go out golf or I'm not like focusing like I used to as like an out or something. Um, yeah. but I'll get it figured out. Um, I know, I know, uh, I'm not too far away. I feel like again, nothing physically is holding me back. It's just all between my ears, but soon enough, um, I'm, I think going back to meditating pre rounds, um, is, is going to be the, the key to get me out of that. Uh, my other down is the uh, the TSA folks and uh, the gentleman there at TSA through through going through San Francisco, uh, brand new, brand I mean not new but very clean, pretty much brand new, only been worn a few times. Nice khaki Pasatiempo rope hat. My bags got searched. My hat got wedged in between bags and those little spinny things. Oh. And I'm trying to tell the guy to like get my hat out. Can I reach over? And I was trying to reach over, grab it. He's like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, dude, my hat's right in there. Pull my hat out. It's got fucking dirt marks all over it. Looks like it went, looks like I was working on a car, changing the oil on a car in this hat. Um, so try putting the fuck off TSA, uh, for ruining my dope ass pasta hat. <laughs> try putting that shit in the dishwasher. That's, I, I, I think so. A little dishwasher, a little OxyClean, and we can bring it back. Um, anything else? No. All right. Uh, I mean, this week I'm not gonna be playing any golf. It's it's Easter weekend. I might go to the driving range. Um, I don't know when the next time I'm gonna get out there is. I might I might uh, have to get a little twilight round in the next. Yeah, weeks. I need to go play more. I don't think right now I can. I know I can hit on the range. I need to just get out and hit some shots and, yeah. and get my 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 uh, my routine back and stuff. It felt like at the end of the fall last year, I had a much more sound routine. I've kind of forgot it through the winter. And it's easy to fall out of it. Life and, you know, everything else right. uh, amongst us. So um, I'm looking forward to doing this again. Uh, I mean, we'll be, we'll be back next week. Yes, sir. Um, looking forward to it. Good shit, my friend. Cool. Great week. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Parse Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Parse Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. 
Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight. 